Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hi everybody and welcome to the following on podcast with Darren Goff, Steve Harmison, Matt Pryor and me, Mark Nicholas, after the second day's play of the third test match in St Lucia. Now overnight England resumed on 231 for four, but wait for this, chaos reigned as six wickets fell and only 46 runs were added. Three for 48, he's in once again. And oh, that's hit Jimmy Anderson on the gloves, on the splice, it's caught a third slip by... Shay Hope and Jimmy Anderson has gone and Kimai Roach has got his fourth wicket. Good short ball. Just looked like Anderson didn't pick it up. England bowled out for 277 then. West Indies got off to a solid start as they passed 50 for the loss of no wicket. But then a fresh and firing, frankly, an electric Mark Wood got on a roll. First ball to Roston Chase. Here's Wood again. Bowled and it's West Indies done for 154 and Mark Wood finished with a five wicket haul. Three slips gully, short leg. Here is Wood. Look at it! Straight through the number 11. Middle stump Yorker. Mark Wood has five. The West Indies are bowled out for 154. England have a lead of 123, but Mark Wood on his return to Test cricket. Has five for 41. And after all that, England closed the day on 19 for no wicket. That's a lead of 142 and still all 10 of those second innings wickets in hand. A 16-wicket spectacular in St Lucia. One of the most remarkable days test cricket you'll ever see. Fast bowling to Saver, catching to Marvelat and uh, Goffey. We're breathless. Absolutely, this is what cricket's about for me. Test cricket, a proper, proper day's play, where it was absolutely unbelievable. The way the West Indies came back this morning to England to lose six for 46. And then it all started. England, with a ball in hand, 
Moeen Ali getting that breakthrough. A surprise pick to come on so early in the innings by Joe Root. We've got to give him huge praise for that. And he got the wicket of Brathwaite and then the collapse started. Mark Wood, absolutely amazing. That spiller ball in before tea was express. He was full of enthusiasm and it was a pleasure to actually watch someone enjoying their cricket and bowling as fast as he can. It was fantastic. Well, it's a reminder of the of the beauty of fast bowling in international cricket, isn't it? I mean, in all cricket, really, it doesn't matter what level you go to. If you've got someone who's quicker than all the rest, it's sure going to sway the game in your favour. It's just a fact. It's a, it's a story of time in cricket, isn't it? It goes all the way back to men like Harold Larwood, who bowled quick for England in Australia famously in 1932-33 right the way through to the great West Indian attacks of the 1980s. You know you, England had a great fast bowler you loved so much, John Snow, when you were growing up. Right the way through to Bob Willis and now into this modern era, we've seen it with, with Mark Wood. I mean, it is just gold. England had it where they won the Ashes in 2005 when Harmy was a member of that side. You yourself, there's no doubt if you've got extra pace, you can turn a match. And it's amazing now that everybody, I'm just walking out here now, everybody's saying to me, where has Mark Wood been? Have for this series. Oh, I've had three people already. One, a great fastballer himself, Ian Bishop, the great Ian Bishop, fastballer, aggressive. He said, how can he have been out here? It's the first time you've seen him, been out here the whole series, and you've not played him in, in the West Indies. Everybody knows the pitchers will get that extra bounce. If you've got extra pace, you're going to get that carry. But listen, it's easy for us all to say now, but for the balance of the team, someone like Mark Wood coming in as third seamer with the all-rounded ability of a Ben Stokes coming in as four-seamer, that's the best way for England to move forward. Now, in English conditions, we might be looking at another great performer, Chris Walks. In English conditions, the ball is swinging around, he's an handful, and he's going to be hard work. But when the conditions suit, We've got to somehow get in that faster bowler, which we have got. We've got Ollie Storm, we've got Mark Wood. If we can get one of them fit, which Mark Wood obviously is at this moment in time, it makes such a big difference to this bowler. I attack. don't think he could have played in Barbados, could he? I don't think he was quite ready. He arrived, what, two days before the game? No, I, I, I agree Antigua with you. Antigua, I'd have had him play. 100% would have played him in Antigua. I was calling for him to be playing in Antigua. I'm so pleased they played him uh, today, and he's proved why he gets selected uh, for this test match. Absolutely amazing rhythm he had today. Everything about his action, that improved longer run-up, a great wrist position and follow-through. The only one, if you really want to say about his action, which still needs a little bit of work, is that splayed front foot, and that's why he's had a few injuries down on the foot region. If we can just get that right, we, we've got an absolute diamond there if we can keep him fit. I'll tell you what, he's walking out here. He's just a little munchkin, isn't he? Hey, he hasn't got his shoes on. So he's smaller than me. He, he's, he is, yeah, he's a munchkin. Little slim fella too. And he's going to speak to Sky. He'll come to us in a minute for sure. I don't know, he might go to the press first because of this deadline issue actually, but whatever, he's either way, he's only a munchkin. Matty Pry, you're up in the com box. What a day, huh? What a day, boys. Yep, and absolutely, it's about Mark Wood today. I mean, England have been won the day, of course, but it was Mark Wood that turned on. When the minute he gave his cap to the umpire, you heard the Barmy Army lift up, they were cheering. I think there's a lot of good feeling about Mark Wood. People want him to do well. He's a, he's a great guy. I mentioned earlier, every morning when we're walking around looking at the wicket, he's one of the first of the England players to walk up, shake a hand, morning lads, how you doing? Always got a smile on his face. But then to see him do the business, running in, bowling, night, I think clocked up to 95 miles an hour. I mean, that's, that's fast. That is properly, properly fast. And it just, it just showed, it became so obvious. It's something that England have been missing. 
Um, absolutely, and it turned the game on its head. The West Indies didn't know how to cope, uh, which was great to watch uh, the, the opposition bounce jumping around instead of England for, for a change. But the other point, and I'll always come, I'll always come down to it as an ex-wicketkeeper, England's catching today. Rory Burns started off. There were two chances. Those first two wickets Wood took caught in the gully by Rory Burns. Honestly, they were sensational catches. And Merle Mucker Broad running back, taking that one well, down to I'm catch just over his do, head. Matt, I'm going to do a bit of theatre because I'm standing about where Broadie was. And so I, I want people to imagine now I'm a long off. I'm tumbling backwards. Can I? Can't I? I think I can. Then I realise I can't and I'm tumbling backwards. <laughs> and I sort of spill myself. <laughs> I spill myself over my head. And then out goes a hand and I cling on and I hit the deck and the ball stays in my hand. And I've caught a miracle catch. And I stand up in astonishment at the achievement. What a catch it was by Stuart Broad. <laughs> up there with any you'll see Goffey it was a fantastic catch and we have seen some top fielding today on the first day there was a few drop catches from the West Indias but they came out uh, this morning and they were on fire in the field Al Saudi Joseph taking a great catch off Mark Wood himself running round at fine leg and then some of the catches I mean Stuart Broad unbelievable we saw Shane Dowrich that was my moment of the morning this morning uh, when he went running around it didn't look as though he could you've got to remember you've got to account for the swirling wind we have got he's here got in St Lucia he's got gloves on but what a catch right. and then Stuart Broad totally up in the air running back realised oops oops I've misjudged it the winds took it a yard further and somehow he managed to cling on to it That's a beautiful good. bit of fielding Alzari Joseph on the boundary edge that, Alzari Joseph that was good yeah. um, Broad uh, I think that of the two Matt Pryor mentioned the second one by Rory Burns I thought that was a blind it was yeah. one that made your heart skip a beat Went quick, didn't it? And, oh, and Rory Burns. Ever, and he took off like a goalkeeper. I mean, it was just fantastic. Well, it's never fantastic. been good. I, I, I hated fielding in there, by the way. Gully, fourth slip area. It comes quicker, doesn't it, than it does at first slip and second. I used to hate it. I didn't last long in there, by the way, guys. But I did it a couple of games to Paul Jarvis. And he was quite a skiddy bowler, wasn't yeah, he? he? When was he drove yeah, the ball yeah, to yeah, him, he ball fast, it, yeah. it came to you very, very quickly. And I soon got out of there. Not for me. Get down to final leg, Darren. Uh, the, the other the other point I'd like to make, worth reminding everybody tuning in, the score when play began today was England, 231 for four. Right? In their first innings. England, 231 for four. We've now seen England bowled out, West Indies bowled out, and England batting again, all in a day. Mm. That is just off the planet. Fabulous cricket. Really, really... And Harmy's here. Oh, Harmy. He's come to talk to his mate Mark Wood, of course. Durham lads together. We've got a couple of minutes to wait for, uh, for Mark Wood, but you're as proud as Punch, aren't you, of your local lad? I am. I'm, I'm really proud for him because, I mentioned before, I was there when he got the phone call to see he was coming to the West Indies. And I actually think before that phone call, and before, when Ollie Stone got picked for England to come out here and Mark got overlooked, I think Mark might have been thinking, well, the one day is then the World Cup are England going to look with the ages at 28, 29 are they going to look for in a different avenue and just think because of his injury record are we going to keep him just for one day of cricket um, and now you know, look the change you know, look what happens when people get injured and he's, he's come he did brilliantly I thought the way he bowled in that first spell was a message, a message to the ECB, to the England world, to, for the England 18 first-class counties that we need fast bowlers. England for the England cricket team to be successful. 12 months of the year, all around the world, we need fast bowlers. We need fast bowlers, and you know the Ollie Stones, there's Young Brooks as well. There's there's many young potential fast bowlers out there. But it's how we look after them, how we manage them, and make sure they're bowling enough because. 
you know, I think we've, we've seen a short passage of a quick bowler in this game, which transformed England's bowling unit. So what are we doing to, to raise them? We're adding another one-day competition, short-form competition, <laughs> to make it four competitions in England. And we're pushing championship cricket into April and September. And we want batsmen who can occupy the crease and bowlers who can bowl quick. It cannot make sense. Well, the difference between the two sides in this series, right? We talk about England's top order when they're batting. It's been a failure, right? You look at West Indies' middle order, that's been a failure. The difference has been the fast bowling. Kimar Roach, Shannon Gabriel, Alsari Joseph, that has been the difference, Jason Older, between the two sides. We brought Broaden after leaving him out in uh, Barbados. He made a difference in Antigua, he improved us, but they kept Sam Curran in the side. In, in English conditions, Sam is a fantastic young bowler and he's going to improve and there'll come a time where he's successful abroad, away from the UK. But we've got to pick players that are going to be right for the conditions and Mark Wood has shown a fast bowler match the West Indies, we've done that. We've done it this well, test match and Matt Wood was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, there is a school of thought led by Alan Lamb, who knows him better than anybody, that Sam Curran is a batsman who bowls, not a bowler who bats. But anyway, we can put that aside for a minute because uh, Mark Wood's coming over to join us now and <laughs> he's a big hug with Steve Harmison. What a sight this is, a warm embrace and now a firm handshake from Goffey and, uh, and one from me too. That was something else. We loved every minute of this afternoon. Well done. Thank you very much. Had a, a lot, lot to live up to with the last Ashton lad. So uh, a couple of wickets short, but uh, tried to have that Harmison fire and uh, it was a, a day I'll never forget. The only one thing I want to ask you is when you stood there, West Indies, 50-50, for none. What was going through your mind? Because you know you've got this persona of the confidence. Yeah, you know the. You, what was going through that mind of yours at the time? I actually wasn't that. I've been confident, but I was a bit nervous when the opening bat. I was whacking it everywhere, and I was thinking, "Oh, here we go." Um, but as soon as I got into it, like that first over, and then of course when you get a wicket, the adrenaline's flying, and after that, I was I was right on it. And this is the first time, Woody, a lot of the players, a lot of people, the media, the world has seen that action of yours, that new refined action, longer action, smoothing to the crease. How did it feel? Obviously, you're pleased you've shown the world how you can bowl? Yeah, I think previously some dark days with injury and, and um, not bowling probably as well as I would like or, or bowling at the potential I think I had. Um, today is just one of them days I'll, I'll never forget. The, my action felt smooth. I, I've got more rhythm to the crease. I, I'm not trying to force it as much. And today it just sort of clicked. I, I didn't focus on anything. I wasn't particularly worried about the speed gun or thinking about it. Um, it was just one of them days where I, literally all I could see was the batter. I, I remember saying before to Mo was like, do you want me to feel it mid on? And I was like, oh, I think someone's eyes. Like, now you've not had him on for five or six overs. <laughs> I was just so in the moment that I didn't even realise. The thing I was going to ask you, did T come at a bad time for you? Because them three overs, and then it starts, just stopped the momentum for you. Yeah, I, I actually felt a little bit tired at T because I was so up that when you stop, it was like I didn't want to come off. And they were saying, will you sit down in the dressing room? Because I couldn't sit down. I was like, come on, get me back out. Spoons, can we bowl some in the middle? He was like, chill out for five minutes. So... Um, no, but luckily, and then I came back and got that wicket. But I, Rudy probably kept me on for two of us too many because he was desperate for me to get the five fans. So was I. But um, like you say, because I'd went off a tee, I think it had a lot of energy. I'd, it, it, I'd gone down a little bit. 
I'll tell you what, we've got to give some credit to Ruti. He's took a lot of stick over the last few days, but his captain today was fantastic. I mean, to bring Moeen Ali on, that surprised a lot of people. He got that breakthrough, mm. which was fantastic, gave them two wickets. Mm. And then, obviously, the way he brought you back to as well to get that first 5 for you must have been pretty pleased for him to do that. Yeah, on 5 for 41, mate. Yeah, I know. I was, I was buzzing, really. I said to him, no, come on, don't do this. It's a nice gesture, but don't. Like, Brody's bowling well. He's like, no, you're on. So I was like, right, the first ball, loose enough for us. Thinking, oh, he's got to be thinking, what have I done here? But then I got the second one spot on at the stumps, so um, I was really pleased. I was, I was actually thinking of you when I was on my hat rick ball. I was thinking, <laughs> Goffey balls at the stumps. And then he left, I was thinking, Goffey will be absolutely slating me. No, what, are we, what am I doing? <laughs> Favourite wicket? Hetmeyer, because he, he's a guy that's come hard at work all series and his feet were on the toilet a little bit. I was pretty pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're nicely set up for tomorrow. Still plenty of life in this pitch. Yeah, it actually feels like it's got quicker since the first day. So um, I think if we can get a, a partnership going, we can, we can put some uh, serious pressure on. Beautiful. Lovely. You done, boys? Yeah, absolutely. Let's let him Nothing go. more let him I can go. say. Absolutely brilliant performance. Look at him. He, he's just a little munchkin in his socks out I here. Just stand there, just, mate. I'm looking at your height now. It I think, Goffey, you stand normal. Don't, you, don't lift yourself up. I stand normal. I tell you what, uh, you are a little bit taller since you've had your hair done. <laughs> he's just slimmer than me. Uh, <laughs> Great to see you, Woody. Thank you. Well, Bolt. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Cheers. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan.
A uh, long way to go in this game. Another hug between Harmison and, and Wood, the boys from the, the northeast. Uh, he is a super kid, isn't he? He's a super kid who's going to give you a line. He's fantastic. His enthusiasm, he hasn't come down yet. The one thing I was going to ask him there at the end, but I'm sure we'll get another chance to ask him um, if England win this test match, is what is this going to mean for Mark Wood's career? We can debate about it, but I think tomorrow, the next year, you know, what, when he sits back and thinks, right, is this a start for me to push test cricket go forward like I mentioned before he's 28 year old 29 year old to really have a good go at test match cricket because I think with somebody likes of wood stone quick bowler in England around the world could be a force but I'm going to get too carried away what about the confidence as well? And this is what we need. We talks about a line. We've seen Kemar Roach come out in an interview and said England can get ready. They're going to get more short stuff in St Lucia. He's just said about one of their middle order players who's done well over the last 12 months. His feet were in the toilet. That's what I want to hear. I want to see a player come out here and talk with confidence. Do you know what I mean? He might go out in the second innings, would he? He might happen. He might get known for 50. You know what I mean? But you're in the moment. You have come out here. He's on top of the world. Five for 41. He didn't think he was going to get the opportunity to play a test match in the Caribbean. He's got his opportunity here because England have lost the series. He's got in and he has bowled superbly. Usually impressive. I can't praise the kid enough because it was that was one of the best bowling performances, spells, I've seen in a long, long time. Well, I'm standing, standing here listening to Mark talk a lot about Darren Goff. And I don't think we've had this anybody with a trajectory that Darren Goff had, with a pace that Darren Goff had, with a you know, enthusiasm that Darren Goff had, and the character, because you've just had that in an interview. Have you interviewed anybody like that, Mark, since Goffy's played, that all-round package like that? No, and, and I think it's an interesting point you make. I, I did say on commentary this afternoon, I think he's a very popular cricketer. Mm. He's very easy to like. I think that smiling face, that sense of enthusiasm and optimism is very attractive to the viewer. And you, you can get it if you watch the television. You can get it if you watch from the, the stands here live at the ground. You sense that Mark Wood regards it as a privilege and a thrill to be there. And then when he runs in and knocks him over by bowling up to 95 MPH, wow, that's some package. So, yes, I mean, I hear all the harm. He says we've got to look for quick bowlers, but you've got to look for, I love your two words there, character and enthusiasm. I think they're very important parts of a makeup of a, of a cricketer who's trying to win you matches at this level. And a huge heart, and he's got that absolutely. Where he comes from, like say, Army was the same. When you bowl fast, there's going to be times where it hurts. It does hurt. In fact, it hurts every single time you go out there. But if Woody can keep up his fitness and stay fit for a period of time, and that's the key here, stay fit for a period of time. Let's not overball him. Let's pick the right matches for him. And eventually, he'll be able to play in all pitches, in all conditions. But we've got to look after him. But he can't underball him and we can't overball. That is the key here because I think too many of our bowlers are underballed in county cricket. Then we expect them to come out on broad, uh, come out on tour, sit, sit around for two test matches and then suddenly bowl 30 overs in a test match innings. It can't happen. It doesn't happen. You have to learn your trade, put the work in, bowl the overs and then you're ready if you get your chance. We both did it and Woody's got to do it. OK, boys, what do you make of uh, Keaton Jennings and Rory Burns this evening? 19 for no wicket against the new ball. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's the way to go, be unbeaten at the close. Yeah, job done. Job done, what you wanted. We said we didn't have much of a build-up this morning and what you, what, what you exactly want is for England to be in a good position. While they're in a good position, they've got 10 wickets in hand and it's job done from the two openers. On Harmy, I'm going to bring in Shane Darrich. Good of you to come and talk to us after a long day, uh, a fascinating day's cricket from a neutral's point of view, a difficult day's cricket from your point of view. 
I mean, yeah, I think we started off the day pretty good. Um, Bowling out England in the first session. Our openers then went and put on a good opening partnership, but then we let it slip away and we're in the position that we're in right now. I was going to say, this morning you bowled and caught as well as you could. Yeah, it's a pretty good morning and the guys were in good areas. Got Stokesy and um, Joss early and things went, up, went good for us. Did you always have your catch covered or was the dive at the last minute a suspicion you hadn't quite got it covered? Difficult in the swirling wind, I suppose. Yeah, it was pretty difficult. Um, I, I, I didn't want to overrun it, so I had to pause for a bit and catch my bearings and then the dive came in pretty good. Right. And how did the dressing room respond when England finally showed a bit of their own pace and fire through Mark Wood? Uh, I, th I think we didn't handle it pretty well. Um, the guys played a few rash shots to probably leave the balls, but... I think it started from first wicket, um, Craigie there. When he looks back at that shot, I don't think he'd be too happy with it. And it just went downhill from there. Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it, how you can suddenly unlock the floodgates. I know you've got to go. That'll do. Thank you very much for your time. Big day tomorrow. Yeah, cheers. Okay, Shane Dowrich, a quick word from him. We've got a couple of minutes left before we go off air. And uh, he's another one, just a little munchkin, isn't he, with his bare socks running back into the... Mm. He's a tiny fella. I've been impressed by him, though, you know, oh, this series. Oh, I, 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 coming into it, Coming into it, I heard so much about his batting. Well, they weren't quite sure whether he was going to make it. Not got the runs they expected. But I'll tell you what, that 100 in Barbados was a fantastic innings. Played great today, And he today, played second he? fiddle, yeah, to Jason Holder. He played a lovely little uh, innings today as right. well. I've been really impressed impressed by him and he's a good keeper behind the stumps even though today and yesterday he was flying everywhere trying to stop some of the erratic West Indian bowling. Now having seen that he's only a little guy he's got a lot of ground to cover when that ball flies left right and centre and he, <laughs> and he very rarely is in the wrong place his footwork is, is terrific so a very interesting situation here England leading by 142 with 10 first innings uh, second innings wickets in hand this is a this is a real opportunity Harmy England should win this match. Yes, very much so. England should win this match, and it's you've got Keaton Jennings, Joe Denley, who haven't got the runs that there'll be so much, so much pressure on, but they'll be looking to go out and maybe stamp their authority on the game, like Mark Wood did. Um, and you'd expect England to get a lead that they want to get, not a lead that gets bowled out. I want England to get a lead they want to get by this time tomorrow. I want to be standing here and thinking, right, England about declaring, or England of having a lead that they've declared on, not being bowled out. Because if they get bowled out again, then the alarm beds still are there. If England gets something to work with that they want to, I think then that'll be a great, great test match for England. Hey, uh, listen, let's just say, let's finish it. Um, England tomorrow, big day for Rory Burns, Keaton Jennings, Joe Denley, Joe Root. Johnny Bairstow, absolutely massive for those batsmen because they've had a disappointing tour and they'll want to put it right on their last innings in the West Indies. Thank you, boys. An exciting day here in St Lucia. England dominant overnight. We face tomorrow with an advantage of 142 and 10 wickets in hand. It could hardly be better. And remember, make sure you never miss an episode of Following On by subscribing via Acast, iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Test match goes on, he's bowled him. Josh Butler's been beaten by a full length delivery from Shannon Gabriel. It's clipped off stump. And the stumps are clattered, bro. <laughs> Bowls again, and he goes back and he hits it straight up in the air with a full stroke. And Darwich runs and dives and catches. What a catch! <laughs> Anderson Bowles and Campbell is driving in the air, straight back down the ground. That's a spectacular shot for four. This is an outstanding shot. Moeen in. Brathwaite down the pitch, swinging it into the uh, onside. Hitting into the wind. Where's it going to go? Straight into the hands of the fielder. Well, they cross with the ball in the air. Campbell swings across the line. This one is taken on the pad. LWW. Two in two. What?
what a moment. Test cricket, I've never seen one live other than my own. Here we go then, hat-trick ball comes in, bowls covered up, played out quietly on the offside. Boom! Here is Wood once again, and uh, he's in. Driven, Cormac Gully! Rory Burns takes the catch of Gully! Yes, Mark Wood, absolutely fantastic. First ball to Roston Chase, here's Wood again, bowled, and it's Catch at Gully from Burns is absolutely exceptional. Bowls to Edmund. Oh, he's nicked it. And Gerald has caught it. And suddenly England look a team again. Brought in, hits the pads. Might be a bit high, but it's allowed if not convincing LBW appeal. England have referred it. Wickets hitting. No, it's hitting. Three reds. What a referral that is from England. Change your decision to out. Up goes the finger. Wow-wee! Swing from Alzari, Joseph, it's gone high, Broad is underneath it. Oh, he's taken a one-handed catch, and he's caught it behind his back! <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Stuart Broad, take a bow, take a bow, son! Here is Wood. Look at yeah! And that will do it for the day, says umpire Dharmasena. England 19 without loss after 10 overs of their second innings. Their lead is 142. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.